Welcome to the 11th episode of Delica. I'm Stephanie Tankilisan. And I'm Sweden Lee. And this week we're going to talk about male feminism. Yeah, we're going to talk about all the different labels that men can choose to take and the, I guess, controversies behind them. And kind of unpacking this dirty phrase that people are scared of, especially men. Just really thinking about what it takes to become a male feminist mm-hmm. and the kind of considerations that we should all take as people who are trying to make the world a better place. Yeah, and support the cause. And, and it's going to be a fun one because I think it's, it's a little bit more of a conversation it's more from, from a male feminist to, to a, a female, femi- female feminist, right? Like, yeah. So we're going to have different perspectives and well, we'll see how it goes. So here's to it. But, but I did want to stop by and make one thing very clear. I may be a little grayer than I was eight years ago, but this is what a feminist looks like. This topic of male feminists and male feminism has always been uh, a near and dear thing in our hearts, mm-hmm. but what given us the ability to showcase it this week is Barack Obama's fantastic letter he wrote in Glamour talking about how men need to be feminists as well and take on that mantle. And how he himself identifies as a feminist. And the line that really struck with me is what he said, um, it is absolutely men's responsibility to fight sexism too. And as spouses and partners and boyfriends, we need to work hard and be deliberate about creating truly equal relationships. What I found really fascinating about this letter Mm -hmm. is that he only talks about himself being president at the very beginning just to set itself up. But then the rest of the article can apply to any male feminist who's trying to get other people to come on board. And he cleverly positioned this especially as a father and as Mm -hmm. a husband, right? And what's interesting as well is he didn't, one, he didn't have to write this, but two, he's been very public about being a feminist before, but this is the first time I think he wrote such an extended piece. I also think he did this purposefully mm-hmm. after the Democratic National Convention has mm-hmm. officially nominated Hillary Clinton yeah. as the first woman to be nominated uh, for presidency. a major party presidency. Yeah, But this is the first time a woman had a very reasonable chance of winning the United States presidency. And, you know, the way he ended the letter was also he acknowledged that fact that Hillary's nominated and mm-hmm. it's a historic moment. And I love that he mentions no matter which side of the aisle you're on, mm-hmm. you should recognize this as a historic moment. Yeah. And I think that's part of being a male feminist is that you recognize um, when progress is made, yeah. even if it doesn't involve, involve you, you at all, especially for Obama, right? Like yeah. He's going away. He's exiting, right? Yeah. But he's trying to um, create Give a conversation space. and create a legacy of some sort. I think. And I think giving space to women, right, mm-hmm. in this conversation. And I think he was very strategic and positioning his role as well as a father as a partner as a husband i think a more perfect place to put this maybe would have been like men's fitness or like like other men's magazine right because it's not necessarily written for women it's about the role men have to play in Mm -hmm. feminism and um gender equality Mm -hmm. and i guess what we talk about when we talk about male feminists is the general you know uh he for she campaign or Mm -hmm. uh feminism today it has widened its reach in the way it's defined feminism, right? Yeah. 
the word feminist have almost been rebranded and widened in its scope in the sense that if you believe in equality for men and women politically, socially, and economically, then you are a feminist. Mm-hmm. While we think that's obviously part of it, mm-hmm. that can't just be a given when you're being a male feminist. You have yeah. to engage and understand and recognize that there is an inherently biased and skewed power system mm-hmm. and foundation that's biased towards men, recognizing mm-hmm. those privileges, and engage actively with women and with other men in particular mm-hmm. as a male feminist to change that system. Yeah, just to add more dimension is that what feminism means in the sense of like realizing all the various shades and forms of oppression and um, internalized misogyny and um, a patriarchal system of oppression towards women, right? And the, the way that manifests in different contexts. Yeah. And situations depending on where you live in the world and the society you're living in, right? This is truly the age of intersectional feminism. Yeah. That's the way we're in right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, intersectional feminism is feminism that is aware of different kinds of race issues, class issues, and other ways that women's issues can be different across these different spaces and where women are coming from and acknowledging that and not saying that uh, just because I am a well to do feminists that I know what is right for other women. Mm-hmm. That there's no one universal way of being a feminist. The needs of women are different across space. Mm-hmm. And it's not just Barack Obama speaking out on uh, being a male feminist. Justin Trudeau is also another soon the head of state. Um, and it's not just politicians, you've got a lot of celebrities actually, and um, personalities who are coming out in and, support of feminism. And very vocally so. Mm-hmm. You've got people like Aziz Ansari, the Justin, comedian. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. Ryan um, Gosling. Also Terry Crews, he's Terry from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and the guy from the Old Spice commercial. Oh, the blocker body wash is so powerful, it can block B.O. for 16 hours. It's so powerful, it can turn off the sun. But then it gets too cold, so it makes another sun. Double sun power! Power! I think more people might know him from the Old Spice commercial than his actual show. But yeah, so these guys are all coming out in public, you know, on television shows, on various platforms to be vocal about being a male feminist. As most guys are, you know, the NFL, the whole thing, you're the manly man, you're, you're tough, you don't show, you don't, boys don't cry, we don't, you know, we're hardcore. But the problem is the Marlboro man always ends up alone. Um, and his wife can't talk to him, kids can't talk to him, and he's somewhere in a woodshed bawling his eyes out because nobody else visits him. And my thing was, I was like, whoa, I have to soften and experience empathy. And I had to see myself through my wife's eyes. And through my kids' eyes. And that changed everything. You're a feminist. I am a total feminist. Me too. And it's becoming, I think, dare I say it, a little bit more commonplace? Definitely. I don't think that a lot of celebrities took up this mantle, let's say, 10, 15 years ago, right? Or even five years ago. Or even five years ago. (laughs) It's like sudden and very, very welcomed. Mm -hmm. Um, I also really like the fact that there's different kinds of male feminists, right? Mm -hmm. There's more sensitive hipster types like Joseph Gordon-Levitt or Ryan Gosling. And, or Justin Trudeau. Or, and then there's like Terry Crews, who's like... A former NFL player too. Yeah. Right, yeah. There are different 
ways to be a male feminist. Yeah, let's talk about、uh, the difference between male feminist and、uh, feminist allies. For me, the difference between feminist and feminist ally is, or even pro-feminist, is、mm-hmm. you're a pro-feminist or a feminist ally. It means that you support gender equality and you definitely think that sexism is a problem, but you are not ready yet to educate yourself as much about all of these women's issues, and we're、um, not ready to necessarily take a stand. But you're supportive of the idea. Okay. I was actually thinking an ally would be more educated, but it's interesting that you, that you're taking it down a further notch. Yeah, like so. Actually, me and Sway have like a lot of different bars, right? I actually set my bar pretty low on feminist ally, and I set my bar pretty high, apparently. Yeah.、Um, I feel like an ally should be somebody who is not just supportive,、mm-hmm. but has already educated themselves, but is not willing to participate. Externally, I guess, or be more public about yeah、um, their advocacy work or being an activist. You know. So what does that mean? Like you're not being an active, you're not advocating, but yeah, you, but you would step up in a conversation and with your friends. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not necessarily somebody who's gonna you know pick up a microphone in the middle of a square and talk about feminism, but you will talk about feminism to your friends and family, to people close to you. That's what I've always thought as an ally is that、yeah. you will be. Vocal. vocal about your support, yeah, know, like, but not vocally enough, or like not. So, so it's、vocal. almost like because you can't be an ally if you're just like, yeah, I believe in it. Like, but you don't talk about it to anyone. Yeah, that, that's like, you're not being truly an ally. Before you, an ally doesn't necessarily have to do all of that, as long as they're supportive of the movement. Yeah, yeah. interesting. But you think fe- so? What I think consider、uh, a feminist is for you a male ally. Uh, I mean, there's a little I, bit, but I think it's about、uh, private and public spheres. Yeah. How do you voice your support? If、mm-hmm. you're more public about it, I think you're a feminist. If you're more private about it, I think you're an ally. So it's almost like if you're a feminist, you have to take on the mantle and almost be like have the social cost, right? And putting yourself out there in feminism and like really educating yourself and even try educating other people, and that's the difference, I guess. There's another placeholder name like pro-feminist, which means like you are definitely pro what they're doing, but you know you're gonna let them do what they do, and you're just gonna be on your own island of status quo. Yeah, what I usually find problematic is that if you're not even willing to become an ally,、mm-hmm. whether it's Stephanie's definition or my definition,、mm-hmm. that means again one you're defaulting to a status quo, and two you're not. You're too lazy to engage with either side of the argument,、mm-hmm. the pro-feminist side and the anti-feminist side, right? You're,、yeah. you're not willing to take any stand, and you're just like, you know what? I'm not affected by this, so I'm just gonna sit back. I don't have time for this right now. Exactly, and I just don't see how. I was telling Stephanie this. Nobody in this world has not experienced or seen sexism.、Mm-hmm. It affects half the population. Yeah. So how can you just say I have no time for this? And I'm just gonna step back and be like, you know what? You guys do your thing. Yeah. I think that's just laziness. Yeah. Right. Like being an ally. If you if you take Stephanie's definition. Yeah. That's the, the lowest bar possible. You're supportive of the movement. How can you not be? But then, like, if you're not supportive of the movement, then then claim that. Yeah. That you're not an ally. And, yeah. And be comfortable in your misogyny. The thing is to realize if you're part of the status quo is. The status quo is a part of patriarchy, and the fear of the word feminist ally or male ally is a part of the patriarchy. Like you are、yeah. not alone on this island, where you can be an absolutely neutral and impassioned and unbiased judge of like 
sexism. You can't like, be Switzerland. You can't be Switzerland. <laughs> like, this is not a place for neutrality. No. It's But, either you believe in gender equality or you don't. <laughs> like, I think people think that the status quo is right in the middle. No, it's on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes to like these kind of issues where the status, where the power is on the other side, right? And mm-hmm. then the marginalization is on the other side. And being in this like status quo position is being the same as being in the position of like perpetuating the unfair and unjust and equal power dynamics. Yeah. And I also think it's part of it is that men are born into the other side, mm-hmm. right? They need to actively get out and and learn and be open sides. and receptive towards the experiences of other women. Yeah, and people are just too lazy sometimes, I think, to even take that step. So any tip for allies or male allies, as I just brilliantly coined? Just claim it, because that's the lowest bar you can be. If you're not, if you're not a sexist, then you're an ally, and you should be supportive of that and own that. Mm-hmm. Right. In practical way, what's the male feminist do or don't? Yes, teach us, a great feminist. Oh my God, no. Lady. <laughs> One thing that is useful. Don't be an idiot. Please Google things first. Mm-hmm. Just in general, right? Like a lot of the questions that men think are thought-provoking and so unique and so woke and so woke is some of the most basic <laughs> questions you can have about feminism. Mm-hmm. And like, just Google it first. Essentially, like, there's a lot of great resources out there for people to read and understand and soak in. You should do your own homework. Never expect a woman to lead that and teach you about feminism, and never expect or get mad at women for being like, "No, I'm like legit too tired to like mm-hmm. have this conversation five million times." I'd personally be pretty wealthy if, for every time a guy asked me to tell them about feminism and I actually taught them, that I would I would be rich. Like, mm-hmm. I would not have to hustle as much. Like, yes. I have a question then. Uh... No, Google it first. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Here's the thing, right? Like, I feel like some men think that just by asking these questions to women, that's feminism. Oh God, no. right? Yeah. Uh, just like, oh wait, I asked a woman for their opinion. <laughs> I'm I'm a feminist now. Okay, cool. Right. Like, educate yourself. Google is a wonderful resource. Yeah. This is not the first time somebody has talked about feminism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any other tips? <laughs> Never condescend a woman of her experiences. Mm-hmm. So basically, like. So if a woman is telling you something about her experience or the sexism that she's received, never doubt that, you know, and be an empathetic sounding board for her opinions. Just mm-hmm. give her space to talk about it the way she wants to talk about it, but don't force her to talk about it either. And never, for the love of God, play devil's advocate. Yes. And you don't have to say like, oh, but have you considered this brilliant logical thought? And yeah. like, or create like some... Weird mental logical gymnastics to justify your opinion about something. You don't have to, like the role of male feminist is not try be smart. It's like try to understand. Try to be supportive and yeah. be empathetic. And definitely speak up more against other men. Don't speak over other women, but definitely speak on behalf of women to other men. Because the most strategic point for having male allies or 
feminist males is in males having a very good ability to speak to other males about sexism in a way that's mm-hmm. not like oh obviously you're gonna say that because you're a girl yeah i really generally don't think that it's particularly productive for men to teach women to be feminists although there are very sobering parts where i've been called out by a male feminist and they were actually right about something right so like a male feminist who was much more woke in his journey told me like yeah like hey the comment you said about sex workers or like such i don't remember what it was but it was basically like oh so i was 17 or eight no i was 18 um so like i was still coming from a like very christian conservative upbringing background and i kind of said like such shamey comments right Mm -hmm. and he was like hey that's like pretty not cool like that's her choice and her ability to express herself the way she wants and i was like you know what? Yeah, you're right. And it like really allowed me to take stock of the fact that I was not there yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still remember it like, was it eight years from that point, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like definitely there is a space for constructive criticism as long as it's definitely the right kind, right? Yeah. Where it's criticizing women who were punching down. Mm-hmm. Um, and calling out sexism. Yeah. No matter who, which gender it came, yeah. came from. Yeah. Right? talking about Soy's journey of like being becoming a male feminist mm-hmm. so sweden's ex-girlfriend is feminist yeah yeah um do you, uh, and I, I, I don't want to speak on her behalf but i think she would agree yeah and i was asking the question i asked you before was do you think dating a feminist made you more of a feminist i think after that relationship ended when uh, i'm still friends with her uh when she said that i'm more of a feminist than her that mm-hmm. made me more feminist okay but I do think that dating and feminists mm-hmm. is you see the ways that the patriarchy affects somebody that you care about deeply mm-hmm. in a way that you don't see as a guy. Yeah. Right. I think feminist women yeah. are more vocal in general about pointing out those instances, mm-hmm. especially in a relationship to somebody they care about. Mm-hmm. Um, then they're going to point out even more. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what really made me realize it more. That's part of why I think if I'm dating a non-feminist woman, mm-hmm. they don't see it. But I see the patriarchy. And I can't, like, my you head will explode. see the patriarchy everywhere. And you're like, why aren't you why seeing Why aren't this? you seeing it? It's affecting you. <laughs> right? You can't <laughs> handle it anymore. Yeah. You don't have time for this anymore. Yeah. You had time when you were 18, but not anymore. I mean, so, like, that, that's my journey. Uh, becoming a male feminist on my own. But what about your journey in making male feminists? It has not been successful. She's trying. She's trying. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think it's generally pretty difficult just because the, I don't know what it is. Also, I haven't really tried that much in general. Like, maybe I've tried it with like, like more seriously with like, like my dad. And Mm -hmm. I think it's because unless there's like internal motivation to really learn, it's almost very difficult to make people see your point. The potential. Yeah, but it's also like, sometimes it's like, I know I have a lot of male friends, and um, one most of the time I just don't care enough to like. It's a lot of work to have this conversation, and I generally think it's a guy's responsibility to to learn more, right? Mm -hmm. And personally, like if it's in a 
relationship, it's very exhausting to try make somebody see your point of view. Especially with something like feminism, where it's not easy, right? Yeah, we're not dealing with like pop culture topics. Yeah, and it's almost sort of like hurtful to talk about it and then not having that be like, yeah, no shit, I'm a male ally. It's almost like because like what you're saying, right? If when you mm-hmm. were in a relationship with someone and you see all of the sexism and stuff more intimately in the person you care about, it starts to like change you internally, right? To mm-hmm. becoming more feminist. It's not yeah. that she directed you, but you saw yeah, she that. Did, she didn't make me change. I think the relationship made me change. Yeah. And I think that's how, in my opinion, I mean, maybe, again, I might be asking for a higher bar, is that this is how men should become male feminists, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Like, you see the effects of the patriarchy on the people you care about. And it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Your mother, your sisters, and other people you care about, the women in your lives, mm-hmm. you see it affect them, and you should... Be affected by that too if you really do care about them. Since we were talking about relationships and love, I wanted to talk about Matt McGorry's article about how becoming a feminist is like falling in love. And Matt McGorry is an actor from Orange is the New Black. Yeah, and he basically started this article with how he was listening to Emma Watson's speech in the UN about gender equality. Mm-hmm. And he started crying. <laughs> and then um, this is what he said. And it's a very beautiful article, so you should definitely read it. And so he writes, The moment I heard Watson say, If not me, who? If not now, when? I felt a shift inside me, but the rare and instantly recognizable feeling that I would never be the same. I now know that feeling reminded me of falling in love. I've always been hyper-conscious of offending other people or making them feel uncomfortable. It is certainly easier to remain on neutral grounds when it comes to social and political issues. Given my resistance to speaking out on social issues in the past, my tears were a moment of passionate realization that I could and no longer remain quiet. It scared me. What kind of resistance would I encounter from fan, haters, and other people in the industry? Even those who supported the same movement but thought I was going about it wrong or opportunistically. Would I risk ostracizing myself? The thing was, I didn't care anymore. It would be easy to say nothing. Just like it would be easy to avoid love by curling into an emotional fetal position every time you were confronted by someone with a capacity to push you, change you, and challenge you to explore all those terrifying nooks and crannies of your psyche. But as humans have known for all the existence, most good things in life require difficulty and courage also known as YOLO. Thank you so much for listening to us this week. Uh, We hope you kind of took away something from it. As always, um, music credits to Jazzart, Ryan Little, and Broke for Free. And if you haven't followed us on YouTube, um, our latest channel, uh, you should definitely follow us. We're also still going to be on SoundCloud, but we want to... Uh, highlight youtube a bit more and also it's a lot easier i guess to listen on youtube than yeah. say like open up soundcloud or you know go into itunes and download the podcast so we're trying to make it easier for you guys to to, listen. Uh, to enjoy the episodes yeah and once again we always always really want feedback so email us at dialogicapodcast at gmail.com or send us a facebook message or comment on youtube and as always uh, we'll have resources and links at our website dialogica.id And thanks so much for listening. Bye.